Welcome back, fellow uh, degenerates here. We're back with our second episode here of At Odds. I'm Adam. And I'm Jared. All right, excellent. And we're going to break down to you our best spreads spreads, and our best bets of the week, just like we did uh, on our last episode. Quick disclaimer, of course, like I said last time, all the betting is based on hypotheticals. Uh, we don't assume responsibility for betting losses or winnings, uh, of course, unless you win some and, and feel generous enough to share it with us. But uh, Jared, we got some stuff to cover, some housekeeping items. Talk about our last week uh, before we can jump into this next week. You want to kick us off with that? Yeah, so I can go through a little bit of last week. So we did not look so hot on the lock side of things. Adam went one and two, and I went zero oh and three. But for what it's worth, we were both eight and eight overall. So we'll see if we can keep that above five hundred and catch back our or catch our locks back up here. Real quick, I'll just comment on my lock. So zero oh and three sounds terrible because it. I mean, let's be real, it is terrible. But if you really watch those games there's two games that i a lot of things had to happen to go wrong like uh first one well, i guess the patriots uh one and Steelers. i was way off so no excuses there but if you look quickly at the chargers and colts game it was chargers were a man or had a commanding lead throughout that game they were pretty much dominating the colts and then they had a, a fumbled uh, punt i believe it was and then they also had a 55 yard marlin mack touchdown and you can combine that with Philip Rivers throwing that nice interception to was it Mike Hooker in the end zone that there. That nasty nice one-handed grab. Yeah, that was sweet. And then the one that I'm sure a lot of you heard of, uh, Adam also had this as a lock himself, was the Lions. Looked like they were just going to run away with that game with the Cardinals. And then just like Lions fashion, here you go. Now it's a close game. Nobody can do anything. They don't even know who's supposed to call a timeout. And that was a rough one. Yeah, I mean, my lock's slightly better than yours. One and two isn't isn't as bad as 0-3, obviously, but mine, I'm I'm a little hurt on mine. Uh, I've got the Texans covering the, the Saints. Um, I got that. That was a pretty nice call there. I was happy with that. But then the Lions miss was unbelievable. Looked like we were going to run away with that game. Uh, looked like that bet was easy and uh, just let them back in. They even had a chance to cover again at the end when they were in overtime driving down like the 15 or 20 yard line and settled for a, for a Matt Prater tie game field goal. So that, that one hurt a little bit. And the last one is the jets and the bills. I had this one in my parlay too. I love the jets and I looked like a genius at halftime. They were up like 16, nothing. Um, bills had a heart though. They fought back and Jets just couldn't do it. Maybe it's because Sam Darnold and his mono that he's battling or whatever, but I loved the I loved my locks last week, and I was pretty confident, even at at least halftime for all of them. Uh, but unfortunately, only ended one and three. But to that, it gives rise to a new week, week two here. Uh, we're gonna set the record straight. Uh, Jared, I'll start it off with my first lock of the week. Um, trying to right the ship there. Uh, I have the Bengals covering a two point spread when the 49ers come to town, just for a couple of reasons, really. This one was a gut. Uh, 49ers, I don't believe in that much. Uh, they got it easy week one in the Bucks, who J- James Winston just looks completely lost out there. So the Bengals looked 
pretty sharp, believe it or not, against the Seahawks, a pretty good football team. And the Bengals are going to be hosting the 49ers. I love it as a two-point spread. That means Bengals can win with a field goal. Uh, I really like how the Bengals usually get off to hot starts at the beginning of the year. I can't even say they did too bad last week uh, when they played Seattle. They covered the spread there, uh, and they looked good in that game. So I like them to cover against the 49ers as my first lock of the week. So it's an interesting pick. I didn't have a <clears throat> strong opinion on this game. I am going with the 49ers, but it's not a lock for me. Um, I don't, there's just something about those 49ers. They seem when they lose their running backs, they just almost get a step better. Last year, guys kept falling like Leaves, Mostar came in, who they should be at least splitting carries with three to now. He looked like he was the man to be last year. I think he averaged over seven yards per carry. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. There's just something about those 49ers that are just, they're just a scrappy team that they love to stay in every game, even if they end up losing. So I can see the Bengals' choice, especially being at home. I'd probably say this is a toss-up game, so the Bengals thing at home maybe is the side to be on. But kind of like you said, it's almost a gut pick. I'm just going with the 49ers. Don't have a great reason for it either way, though. Yeah. So that'll bring me to my first uh, lock of the week, and that is with the Titans and Indianapolis Colts. Um, so the spread the last I saw was, I believe it was three points. Yeah. So one yep. of the reasons I really – prefer this game is well, first off uh, um, it's a home game for the Titans so I think that kind of favors them even if you think these are relatively even teams starting out uh, I personally think the Titans are slightly better team than the Colts so that right there I would say gives me a point or two toward the Titans then you add in that home field advantage usually counts for a couple points um, so one thing too like I said that really I just don't really know what to think of the Colts yet Against the Chargers, they made it look like a pretty close game. I think people might be betting a little biased off that, but if you actually watched it, you see they were clearly outplayed. Like I mentioned earlier, took the 50-something yard run from Marlon Mack or screen pass to score, a nasty interception, and a fumbled punt. They probably would have lost that game by 20 without a couple of those plays happening. Titans, I just, I don't love them, but to me, they're one of the most underrated teams probably in the NFL. I think they've won nine games in a row, or nine games in a season for three, four years in a row. Not a lot of teams can say that. They just don't get a lot of respect because they never get above that hump into being an elite team. But they know how to win games. That defense is tough. And I think that will struggle a little bit. I think they'll be a little bit better at stopping the run. The Chargers really struggled to stop the run. So see how it plays out. But I'm feeling pretty comfortable with the Titans minus three. Yeah, I like that pick too. I would be on board with the Titans at minus three. That's who I'd pick. This isn't one of my locks, obviously. But... I have to say I got a little lucky calling the Colts last week to cover against the Chargers. Like you said, uh, they, they need a lot of uh, generosity from the football gods just to cover, but they did cover. I didn't love how they looked in that game, though. Brissett looked okay, but not great. The defense only looked okay as well. The Titans' defense is the real deal. Look what they did to Baker Mayfield and the Browns, who I thought that offense was the real deal. I like the Titans to win this one. Uh, I think they should cover the spread at home against the Colts for sure. Uh, my second lock of the week, I've got the chiefs covering a seven point spread, one touchdown at the Raiders. The reason for this, uh, here's the thing. I don't see the Raiders as a eight, nine, 10 win football team. They already started one to no against the Broncos. I think the chiefs are the real deal. Obviously they've showed they were last year. 
the Raiders don't get that much of a home field advantage. Obviously, they have some semblance of an offense going on with Derek Carr and Tyrell Williams, but I don't think that that is going to be able to carry them and put up against the Chiefs' high-powered offense. Look to see Sammy Watkins involved because they are missing Tyreek. I want to see Kelsey more involved. I want to see the Chiefs actually establish more of a run game uh, and really lean on that run game, but I don't really see the Raiders keeping it particularly close in this one, even though they are at home. I think the Chiefs roll maybe by two touchdowns or even more. I agree with you. I'm definitely standing with the Chiefs in this game as well. Uh, I didn't have them as a lock. I went back and forth. I don't know if I was going to make them a lock or not, but ended up just picking them. Not as my lock. But I I, I agree with what you're saying. The Chiefs, they're for real. We, we don't know are they the same team last year. It scores almost 40 points every game or not. But we do know one thing, and they have an offense, and they will score, even if it's not 40 points a game. The thing we don't really know about the Raiders is how good is this team. Sure, they beat the Brown, or Brown, Broncos, but we don't even know how good the Broncos are. Um, I'm not expecting a whole lot out of the Broncos this year, honestly, even if they turn things around a little bit. So the, the Raiders, to me, they just, they're an average team at best. And the Chiefs are, to me, an elite team. Just a matter of are they one, two, three. And I think you've got to give an elite team over any average team about a touchdown uh, spread. Now you factor in that the Raiders probably aren't even an average team, and it is started out hot under uh, Carr and Gruden, like you said. I don't know. I, I, I got way more faith in the Chiefs. One touchdown game with a team that scores 50 touchdowns a game. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um. So my next one, it kind of comes as a shock. Probably a game that a lot of people aren't paying attention to. I actually have the Bills over the Giants for my lock. Uh, the main reason is really just that it's such a close spread. A one and a half is almost a pick on. I think I mentioned it last week. There's probably not even a game a week that ends within one point. So it's, it's almost like a free point in my, uh, my eyes um, compared to the money line. Um, as I was saying, the, the big thing with the Giants is they got off hot against the Cowboys. They scored on maybe their opening drive or one of their opening drives. They scored earlier on in the game. After that kind of happened and things settled in, Cowboys just took complete control. Now, I do think the Cowboys are a really good team, but it just showed that the Giants, they, they can't keep up. They're, they're, they're hanging on by a thread. The Bills, to me, are kind of like, uh, who was it we were just talking about? The Titans being an underrated team. The Bills are one of those teams yeah. that every year they're supposed to be terrible. And now let's not confuse ourselves and pretend like they become superstars, but they'll muster up seven-win seasons pretty often sometimes even an eight-win season. And even those seven, eight-win seasons, they have a lot of close losses, too. They're one of those teams that they're almost on the wrong side of a 10-win season almost every single season. I mean, you could say that for the other side, most of their wins are very close wins, but they're good at keeping the keeping the game pretty close. I do think that Jets team is a better team than the Giants. Um, they, they struggle to get going. Maybe it's because Darnold was uh, sick. Maybe it's because the Bills had that elite defense, but I definitely look for the Bills to hold the Giants probably under 14 or so, under 17 for sure. And I think on that Giants defense, the Bills will definitely at least be able to put up a couple touchdowns and a field goal or two. Yeah, I like the Bills on this one too. I don't have much to say. Eli Manning threw for 300 yards and a touchdown and no interceptions last week against the Cowboys. Now, regression to the career mean here, he's got to have at least like two picks this game. So I – I have no, six, but yeah, I've got uh, I've got no 
faith here in the Giants. I think the Bills cover. I think the Giants are still almost in the tanking process. I, I like the Bills. Uh, my last lock of the week here is the Saints covering at the Rams. Uh, it's a two and a half point spread. Here's why. This one's a little tricky for me. I am not sold on the Rams as an offense centered around Jared Goff. I, they looked pretty good last week against the Panthers, but the Panthers weren't even a playoff team last year, and they only won by three. Now, the Saints are a team that, on a botched call, could have potentially been a Super Bowl team. Um, this is going to be one of those games of the year, in my opinion. We saw it last week with the Saints against the uh, Texans. I think that this one might even ramp it up again. The reason why I'm confident in the Saints over the Rams, and I alluded to it a little earlier, I'm not confident in the Rams with a Jared Goff-based offense. Malcolm Brown and Todd Gurley got about the same amount of carries. They both looked good. Todd Gurley looked efficient. But that is clearly not an offense. That is, give the ball to Todd Gurley, let the defenders stop the run, and then we'll pass over the top like it was last year. Now it's, hey, let's pass it. Let's throw the ball around and then have Todd Gurley as our afterthought. Jared Goff is good, but I don't think he's good enough to go toe-to-toe with Drew Brees. Uh, we even saw Deshaun Watson, who I think is a lot better than Jared Goff, go toe-to-toe with Drew Brees and lose. This, the Rams don't get that much of a home field advantage. I like the Saints here to win this game. The two-and-a-half points that the Rams are getting is just uh, is just gravy on top. I like the Saints to go to L.A. and win as my final lock of the week. Uh, interesting pick to say the least. Um, I actually went the opposite way. I don't have them as a lock. I'm going with the Rams. It's kind of a low-confidence game for me because, I mean, the key is I think they're two pretty even teams. We've seen that. Uh, I think, did they play during the regular season last year and the Saints beat them, or am I yep. misremembering that? And they then did. the Rams, <clears throat> and it was a, wasn't it a pretty close game, if I'm remembering correctly? Uh, I can't remember exactly, but <clears throat> then you go to the playoffs, and the Rams, again, kind of a weak call that they won on, but it was a, a neck-and-neck game that they uh, had with each other. I'm expecting another neck-and-neck game. The only reason I'm giving a little bit of an edge to the Rams, as you mentioned, the home field advantage doesn't do a whole lot when nobody shows up to your game, but I think it does still hurt a traveling team. The Saints, now they just played a game at home on a – short week it was a monday so they probably didn't fly out until even tuesday and now they're having to prepare for a game on the road after coming off such a high with such a miracle last minute win i just sometimes that translate or that parlays over into a couple or a big winning streak but also times i feel like a team can after a high like that they're due for a low to kind of not quite bounce back again i'm picture a close game maybe a last minute field goal or a last minute attempt drive by the saints it falls up short but I yeah. do have the Rams covering two and a half. I just think the the only thing is uh, you commented on the short week. You know, Drew Brees and Sean Payton have had one or two short weeks in their career, so I think they'll figure it out. They they've got it figured out, and I like them. They have had some games together in their career, that's for sure. Um, my last lock of the week is going to be the Bears covering two and a half to the Broncos. Uh, why I chose this game is I really don't think the Broncos are that good of a team. They just lost the Raiders, who, as we mentioned before, maybe they're not as bad as people think, but 
I think we can all agree the Raiders are an average team at best. And they just lost by eight to the Raiders. Now, it was on the road, but again, those California teams don't seem to have the strongest home crowds. The Raiders maybe are a little better than others, but... Yeah. I just... I think the Bears want revenge. Their defense looks unbelievable. I mean, the Packers, with Aaron Rodgers, probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation, at least from a talent standpoint, maybe not always winning. Uh, with Devontae Adams, it's just completely shut down. Uh, I just don't know how the Raiders are going to score any more than the Packers did, and I think the Bears will definitely be able to bounce back a little bit from that slow offensive start. you got to remember, most of the starters on offense did not play in the preseason. And I know it's not an excuse, but I mean, that was kind of like a preseason game. They're used to being in practice. Think of you going on the driving range. You look like a PGA golfer when you're in the driving range. It takes a real game to get in to really see where your weaknesses are. And uh, I mean, I mean, just kind of feel things out. It's different when you're wearing a red jersey and you know you're not going to get hit versus you're worried about somebody taking your head off. I think now that they've got a game under their belt, they'll kind of bounce back. Yeah, the uh, one thing I will say to that is you have not seen me on the driving range lately. I do not resemble uh, Brooks Kepka, but I do like the Bears in this one. I think this is this was one almost one of my locks of the week. Uh, this is almost free money. Bears buy like ten on this game. The Broncos didn't look great against the Raiders, who nobody thinks is going to be a good team. The Bears bounce back. I'm not sure the Bears are the team we saw last year, but I definitely think they're a nine ten win team. And the defense is legit. They held Aaron Rodgers to almost an entire game of football of just being meaningless, except for one drive where they scored a touchdown, where he just lobbed it up to Jimmy Graham, essentially, and uh, uh, Marquise Valting-Scantling, too. So, you know, I like the Bears. I didn't even mention that. I mean, even if he can't chug a beer, we all know he can play football. (laughs) And besides a couple fluke plays, they were almost held to a shutout. You said a jump ball. Graham that if they were defended a little better and a, a bomb where the defense got caught off guard to Belda Scantling, that could easily have been a, a 3-0 game right there. Yeah, I'll take Bears minus 2.5 along with your lock of the week on that one for sure. Alright. So that kind of sums up the lock of the week that we had. Just a quick reminder, Adam had the Bengals covering with the 49ers, the Chiefs covering the Raiders, and the Saints covering the Rams. And I myself had Titans covering the Colts, Bill covering the Giants, and also the Bears covering the Broncos. Now Easy we money, baby. If you ain't, well, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, time to kind of segue or move into our rapid fire section that we talked about last week to kind of comment on the games. If one of your teams was not one of our locks of the week, we're sorry, but maybe this will give you some advice to maybe stay away from those games or maybe maybe you do agree with us and that that's a little bit of push you needed to go uh take that chance on them so for the first game we have the thursday night game with the panthers and the bucks with a seven point spread adam do you want to give us your take on who you think is going to win here for the panthers bucks game you said yeah yeah uh i don't i don't think this is too hard uh i like the panthers on this one the bucks looked really shell shock last week. The 49ers didn't look great. The Bucks just were struggling to move the ball. Jameis Winston couldn't do much. I like the Panthers who looked very good up against the Super Bowl contender, the Rams last week. The Panthers are at home on this one. So I look for them to roll over the Bucks. All right. I mean, I same thing. Don't overthink this one. Panthers are clearly the better team. You have your random games where Jameis goes off, but you can't bet on him going off. It happens once in a while. 
I got a lock in the Panthers at seven here. Uh, the next game, Adam, you can take this one as well or lead us off. This is with the Chargers and Lions game at two and a half. Ugh, Lions cover. I have no reason other than the Lions just will refuse to do anything you ever want them to do or believe they'll do. Lions cover two and a half. Uh, this is a tough one for me because same thing. I feel like the game you finally bet against them is the game they actually go in. But I expect them to choke or do something stupid at the end of the game and lose or, or only end up winning by one or two. So I'm going with the Chargers actually on this one. Uh, the next game is the Vikings-Packers game. I'll take this one or start this one off. I actually have the Vikings covering the three-point spread. I just, I mean, that offense looks like it was on fire the last game. Again, they were playing the Falcons, so it's not saying a whole lot. But I just think there's, there's so many weapons on that offense. They're going to be able to move the ball. Packers will, too. Three points, though, to me, isn't a huge worry. I think the Vikings eke it out in the end. Yeah, uh, the Vikings burned me last week when I picked the Falcons. But I think the Pack are going to take this one. Packers, I like them to cover the spread. That running game looked very good for the Vikings, but we'll see if they can keep up if Aaron Rodgers scores maybe two touchdowns or three touchdowns in the first half. I'm not sure they're going to have as much patience to stick with that running game. Give me the Packers to cover the uh, minus three there. All right. On our next one with the Patriots at Miami, an 18-and-a-half-point spread. Jeez. I think the Dolphins are a garbage team. Don't get me wrong. Patriots are going to steam up, but 18 and a half is a lot for an NFL game. This is not college football. I just, no way the Dolphins win, but 18 and a half is a lot. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I was going to say, what are we betting on Alabama versus Old Dominion in week seven of the college football season? 18 and a half is maybe the highest spread I've ever seen, at least in the past year or so. Give me the, uh, the Dolphins, because the Dolphins are hosting the Patriots, where we all know the Patriots seem to struggle in Miami. I don't think they're going to struggle. I don't think they're going to lose this game. But Dolphins at 18 and a half, I'll take them all day on that one. All right. I had them with the Seahawks and Steelers game at four and a half for the Steelers. Yep, I'm taking the Steelers on this one. I'm taking the Steelers to cover. Uh, it's a little tricky. I like the Steelers to bounce back. Seattle looked... Pretty solid against Cincinnati, and the Steelers looked dreadful against the Patriots. So it's really tough to be calling this game. But the Patriots came out pumped. Uh, they raised a banner. They had their home opener. The Steelers want to come back, send a message. I think they win this game by maybe, you know, six or something like that. Give me the Steelers minus four and a half. So I actually I agree. I think the Steelers will win, but I do think the Seahawks will cover. I just, I don't know. The Steelers team doesn't strike me as a team that's going to blow anybody out. I think they'll win a lot of close games. The Seahawks like to case, uh, keep games close as well with Russell Wilson. I just, I'm going to roll with uh, Seahawks covering the spread, but I'll take Steelers outright. So on to our next game with the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Redskins. The Cowboys being five and a half point favorites. Go ahead and take it away, Adam. Yeah, the uh, Skins looked good last week and they covered in a last second attempt, my Eagles that I had, uh, but Cowboys are going to roll over the Redskins. And here's why Zeke is going to be fed. He had almost like a 50, 50 uh, snap share with Tony Pollard last week. That's not happening. Zeke's going to eat. Zeke's going to run for 150. The Cowboys are going to control this game. Cowboys win by double digits is what I think. 
I agree. Don't overthink this one. Redskins look good. It's a division game. Cowboys know they got to win this one, especially on the road. Steal this one. They'll have an easy one at the end of the year against the Skins at home. They're just going to feed Zeke and win this game. They'll 10, 14, somewhere in that range. On to the Cardinals and the Ravens game. So I kind of struggled with this one. 13 and a half, again, is just a lot of points for me. Ravens were out on a high last week. I could see them kind of take this game for granted, maybe be looking past and let Kyler Murray scramble around and score a few touchdowns toward the end of the game again. I got the Cardinals covering. Yeah, I like the Cardinals to cover as well. 13 and a half, like you said, is another big spread, especially with the air raid offense that Kyler Murray is running and Cliff Kingsbury are running in Arizona. They can score points quickly. We saw against Detroit, they were down, what, 24-6 going into the fourth quarter. So they can score points and in a hurry. I like the Ravens to win this game, especially at home, but I like the Cardinals to cover. Keep it close, maybe something within a touchdown, 7-10 points. But 13 and a half, you're almost looking at getting two touchdowns. I like the Cardinals on that spread. All right. So on to our next game with the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. For me, I'm going Jacksonville. I think they'll bounce back after getting beat down pretty good by the Chiefs last week. Um, plus, who can't love the, the mustache that we got coming in for Jacksonville? I think, <laughs> I think the Texans win this game, but I think the Jags will keep it close. Yeah, so here's the thing. You mentioned it, the mustache coming in. I don't think they keep it close. I like Gardner Minshew. He looked good last week, but the Chiefs defense looked real suspect. Even Nick Foles threw a touchdown pass, like what, in the two drives he was healthy there. So Chiefs defense looks suspect. I think J.J. Watt has a game and starts to come back and really shows Gardner Minshew a little bit about the NFL. I think the Texans are going to stomp the Jaguars here. I think Gardner Minshew is going to come back to earth a little bit. It's going to be something, you know, 28-7, something in that realm because the Houston Texans looked legit on Monday night. And I don't believe in Gardner Minshew to be able to go into Houston and keep this game particularly close. All right. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, getting toward the end of the week now, we have the Falcons and Eagles game with the Eagles being one and a half point favorites. Um, not a whole lot to say on this one. Just Again, don't overthink it. Eagles look good. They started slow against the Skins. Falcons, I don't know about them. One and a half is a pretty small number. I got the Eagles. Yep, I like the Eagles too. The The Falcons have just not been the same team since they uh, blew it against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl a few years back. They've just been suspect. Their defense has been average. I like the, uh, the Eagles to cover this for sure, one and a half. All righty. In the last game of the week, we have the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. Adam, or I guess I'll, I'll start us off on this one. Um, I have the Browns. This line started at two and a half. I actually was on the Jets when uh, Darnold was supposed to be playing, and now we find out that he's got mono. So the line moved to six for the Browns. I think the Browns are going to be looking to bounce back. The Jets without Darnold, I mean, there's not much you can do unless uh, it looks like they're going to play Trevor Simeon. Now, if he comes out and is just an animal, I, I think the Browns got this one pretty easy. Yeah, I had the Browns actually to cover at three, and I love that line. And now that Sam Darnold's not playing, I get only or I get three more points at six. Give me the Browns on this one. The Browns' defense will rebound, I think, and hopefully their offense will step up as well to show that they are that next year. If they lose this game or this game's even close, 
man, the dog pound's going to be barking. That's that's going to be a rough week in Cleveland if the Jets with Trevor Simeon are able to give them a fight. So give me the Browns to cover at minus six. So that's uh that's going to cover every single game. Hopefully you liked what you heard. If you didn't, still listen to us. You know we're we're pretty smart guys. Eight and eight last week. We're uh, we're obviously doing better. But the last thing we want to cover is our parlays. Like you said, nothing gets your blood pumping like hitting on that three, four, like parlay, tripling your money up, whatever you want to say. Last week, Jared and I both failed on our parlays, but hey, that's why we keep doing it. You know, parlays are not an easy thing to hit. So uh, this week, my parlay, a little bit less risky than last week, a little bit less reward. I've got the Saints straight up over the Rams. I've got the Patriots Dolphins game being under 49 and I've got the Seahawks Steelers game being over 47 real quick. I already explained why I think the saints are going to win against the Rams. I love them. You get them as an underdog here. Brilliant play in my eyes, the Patriots being under 49. I think the Patriots win this game, you know, 30 to 15 or 30 to 10 or something like that. Not particularly close, but to get to 49, that means the Dolphins are probably going to have to score some points, which I don't think they're going to score a whole lot over on the 47 for the Seahawks Steelers. I think this game is going to be back and forth. Both defenses are suspect. Steelers offense wants to show they're better than the atrocity of a game they showed against the Patriots. And we know based on the new Seattle offense over the past year they want to throw the ball they want to put up points i like the over and 47 there so again saints as the underdog patriots dolphins over 49 or sorry under 49 seahawks Steelers over 47 and a one dollar bet gets you 684 so you're almost a seven to one odds on that i like that parlay what about yours jared you got something better than mine i think i do so um Got to try to make up for last week, so we're going to go with a 14-to-1 hit here. Uh, wow. I'm just kidding, guys. That That's not the way you're supposed to do it. You're not supposed to go even deeper to try to make up, but you got to have fun <laughs> sometimes, right? <clears throat> um, real quick, Steelers Seahawks, I also have that game going over. Won't spend any time on it since you just pretty much covered it. Um, I have Minnesota straight up beating Green Bay. Last I looked, they were plus 135 on the money line. That's probably where I'm getting a lot of my value from. Yeah. Uh, again, as I mentioned, I just I don't know about Green Bay yet. Sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. I guess it, it's going to be a few weeks until I believe in them again. Um, then I have Tennessee uh, uh, and Colts game covering the three-point spread that they have, and then the Bills covering the one-and-a-half we already mentioned. Once again, that'll net you 14-1. to one. So if you guys want to make up from uh, our locks of the week last week, I think that's that's the one to go for right there. That'll, that'll yeah. get you through probably week six or so. I almost like that one more than mine. I might have to uh, to transfer some money around and uh, and take that one up. Yeah, you probably should. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, thank you for your time again, guys. And we'll definitely do better this week. Last week was not the greatest. Uh, I don't know if you have any closing remarks to say, Adam. Uh, now that week one is in the books, uh, eight and eight, we got to see the teams play last week. I, I think we're in for a better week this week. I know we keep saying that we were not great last week. Our locks of the week were a little shaky, but we were both eight and eight. We were both 500 and we had never seen any of the teams play. Now we've got a week yep. under our belts. Hopefully we can, uh, we can turn the ship around and get heading in the over 500 direction and really get at odds here off the ground. 
Yep, that's the plan. And then we will, uh, I guess, check back in with you guys next week here at Ad Odds. Thank you, everyone. Thanks.